I don't have much to read at all tonight as far as reading of Scripture, but I hope I have a lot of context for you from the Word of the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> After all, did not Jesus take a ball of nothing and make the world out of it? Amen. Took a hunk of clay, or dust if you please, and made you and I breathe into us the breath of, of life, and man became a living soul. But I feel like the Word of God, just in the smallest of content, amen, the smallest of Scripture, can mean so much. I'm preaching tonight from Ecclesiastes chapter number 2, or rather chapter number 3. I want to read the entire first verse, and then I would like to read a portion of verse number 2. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, verse 1. And then a portion of verse number two. I'm not leaving out the latter part of verse two because I don't believe in it. I believe in it. But I'm just leaving it out because I just want to stop in the middle of that verse. It reads like this. To everything there is a season. Everybody said to everything there is a season. And a time and purpose and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. I want you to say that with me. A time to be born and a time to die. I want to preach tonight on the time in between. I'm preaching tonight on the time in between. You may be seated. To everything the writer said, there is a season. A time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. It's amazing to me and it blew my mind when I started doing little figures and searches and and the closest statistic that I would find in, in the books that I, we have in our library in reading in those, I found out that the population rate of birth, and we're looking forward to a birth around the Willis place. Amen. I'm, I'm anxiously waiting the birth of my first grandbaby, and, and you can tell I'm going to be a happy grandpa. I promise you that. And I am so excited about that. And there's been a lot of preparation. John's been fixing up a nursery, and, and there's been baby clothes bought, and there's been... Uh, uh, pillows and comforters and all that kind of stuff bought, getting ready for that baby to be born. But you know what? The birth of my grandchild, Lord willing, if God allows that to be, and I pray that he will, will be one of 95 million that's going to be born this year. I want you to think about that. Every second that we're in this building, Every second, there are three babies born worldwide per second. That's a lot of children. That's a lot of children. I'm going to tell you something too, folks. That's a lot of pampers. That's a lot of Johnson & Johnson baby powder. You hear me? That's a lot of bassinets and that's a whole lot of car seats. So the folks that are in that kind of business, they are in a business that's a prospering business. 
Some of if I was getting ready to get in business and I read whether there's three babies born to every second, I promise you, but I would probably build something that was geared toward babies. And so, really, there's a lot of preparation that comes to birth. Amen. 95 million of them little fellas screaming and crying in nurseries and all across the world. And, and that's something. My, we really put a lot of emphasis on the birth because grandma gets excited and grandpa gets excited and mom and dad gets excited. And I remember when, when John David was going to be born, my father-in-law climbed in the back seat of my convertible uh, Buick Wildcat and he said, uh, I'll tell you what, he said, you better kick this thing because the pains are two minutes apart. And so we come to a red light and he'd scream, go, go, go. I said, dad, the light's red. He said, go, go, man. She's gonna have this baby in the car. And so I just run the light and uh, the police didn't like it and they set up a roadblock and stopped me before I got to the hospital. But they was anticipating the birth of, the, I wasn't excited. I, I knew there was a baby going to be born. Amen, but my dad-in-law, just I'm telling you, don't let your father-in-law, when, when, when Carrie gets ready to have that baby, they better not let me get in the back of that car. I promise you that right now. Amen, I'll say, run over that deer, hallelujah. Get on the hospital, because we're anticipating birth. Amen, but it's amazing. And then when I looked up that, that during that baby's lifetime, amen, if God lets it live to be 75 years old, Amen, that means that there'll be 25,550 days, amen, that that child is gonna be living if God allows it to live to be 70 years old. I sat in there on the calculator and I figured out that it'll live 613,000 hours if it lived to be 70 years old. It will live 36,792,000 minutes if it lived to be uh, 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 70 years old. It would live 2,207,520,000 seconds if it lived to be 70 years old. And I didn't even figure leap here in there. So I thought, man, that's a long time. But we stress birth. But then at the end of life, we got to look at death. This year, roughly, there'll be 60 million people that'll die. Think about that. 60 million people's gonna die. Every second that we're in this building, every second that we're here, this is by a 1980 figure that every second two people are dying somewhere in the world. Amen. So if you don't think you're blessed, you better pinch yourself. If you can feel it and you can shout, you better thank God you're still alive. Amen. And that's a lot of folks that, that, that's dying. I was reading some reports that they're actually worried because they're running out of room to put people in the ground. Did you notice how full that, that the, the, the graveyards are? You look at them, they have expanded their borders. And now they're pushing cremation and then they're building in Washington, D.C. They're building a building there that'll hold 500 urns of dead people's leftovers after they burn them, or rather 500,000 urns, amen, that they can put and store in there because people are dying, amen. So the Bible is right, amen, to everything. There is a season and there's a time and a purpose under heaven. And the scripture emphatically states there is a time to be born. And it emphatically states that there is a time to die. But you know, when I look at this tonight, 
And I think about if you take all the population of the world that's living right now, the world population is 4,360,000,000 right now, probably up to 5 billion according to the statistics. And if you spread those people out, if everyone was spread out evenly across the world with every square mile of space that's on, on the world, friend, for every mile on the world, there would be 75 people inhabit that mile of space if every person in the world was spread out. When you go to cities like Hong Kong, I went to Hong Kong, and there are five million people in Kowloon, five million people alone in that one city. You spread them out worldwide. Take New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Dallas, Texas and Orlando, Florida, New York and take all these folks and disperse them across the world. Amen. For every square mile, I believe it said there would be 75 people per square mile. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Amen. The population is unbelievable in the world we're living in. Amen. No wonder there's famines and earthquakes on every side. Right now I heard this week just in this world right now at our present time there are 147 nations and continents and countries that are at war with each other in the world we're living in right now so you see there's a time to be born the scripture said and then there's a time to die but I'm not so much concerned about birth amen because I know that's a natural process that God instituted that's the way it's going to be and I'm not so much worried about death because I know the scripture said that it's appointed unto man once to die. Hallelujah. Amen. And the 60 million people plus that died this year, I could be one of them and you could be one of them. So death is going to come, no doubt, to us sometime or another. But the thing we've got to realize is this, that the Bible talks much about birth and it said that man that is born of woman is a few days and it brings us back again to the time of death but it said man that is born to woman is a few days and full of trouble she is going he is going to be born and then there's a time that he's going to die but what about the time in between and that's what I want to preach about tonight amen the time between the three second babies that are born or three that's born every second and the two that die every second while we're in this building tonight I want to preach a little bit about from the time that you're born until the time that you die because what's going to register with God my friend is what you do from the time you first start breathing until the time that you draw your final breath for we realize that every man is going to be held accountable according to the scripture according to the deeds that's done in this mortal body what you do during the time you're born and the time you die somebody I said, preacher, what about after I die? After you die, amen, your pattern's already set. The scripture says of the Old Testament, as that tree falls, in essence it says, so shall that tree lie. Hallelujah. If it falls lying to the south, it's gonna stay lying to the south. If it 
falls lying to the north, it's going to stay lying to the north. If you fall pointed toward Jesus Christ, I'm telling you what, that's the way you're going to lie. But if you fall pointed toward the powers of hell, then that's the way that you're going to lie. So according to the word of God, there's a time in between. Listen to me, folk. We are living in a time right now that you might be 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60. You might be heading toward retirement or you might just got your first job. But I feel like tonight that there is an indelible pen of God that's beginning to write and it's beginning to record everything of our life. The Lord's not going to say that was such a beautiful birth. He's not going to say in heaven, son, hey man, when you were born, they were beautiful when you opened your mouth and cried the first time and the doctor smacked you on your bare behind and you come open in your mouth and let out that first cry. That's not going to impress God at all. And neither God's going to say in heaven, hey man, when you died, I heard you draw that final breath and the death rattles entered into your lungs. God's not going to say that. But when he opens the book, here and I, and then he opens the books that the names are written therein, he's going to judge us from the time we were born until the time we die. Listen to me. Hey man, that's an important time. What you do with every day, what you do with every minute, what you do with every hour, what you do with every second. Hey man, could determine your life. Hey man, how you live it in eternity. But I feel like tonight there's a pushing, pulsating power of God that's moving through our society. It's getting a hold, young and old alike. It's not grabbing them at birth, but it's waiting till they come to the age of accountability. Whatever that age, and it's a variable age. Whatever age they realize, hey man, the difference between sin and godliness, when they come to that time and God gets a hold of their life, God says, now, son, daughter, here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I'm concerned about. It's the time between life and death. It's that space of time, whether it's 20 years or 40 years or 60 years or 70 years, it's those years that God's concerned with. Listen to me, friend. God's got on his Holy Ghost binoculars. He's put you under his godly microscope and he's watching everything you do and he's hearing everything you say. I feel like tonight we need to realize that our God, I'm telling you what, and I'm not talking about, amen, somebody who doesn't care, but I'm talking about a loving and a kind and a mighty and a generous and a powerful and a healing and a delivering God who cares for the hearts and souls and minds of men. I'm telling you, I'm talking about a God that when you're sick, he can heal you. When you're disturbed, he can straighten you up. Amen, when you're down and out, he can pick you up. When you feel like you don't have any place to go, he opens the door in the name of the Lord and it's a strong tower and the righteous can run into it and be saved. I'm talking about a God who watches from the time you're born until the time you die. He is looking at the in-between. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. My, 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 my. He's looking at that space in there. So there's a time to die and there's a time to be born. Amen, but there's a time in between. That time in between is what Jesus Christ died for. 
He didn't come, my friend, because when you're born, you're not automatically saved. Hear me now. When you die, you're not automatically saved. You can die with a smile on your face and still go to hell. Hallelujah. Somebody said, preacher, when my mama died, I knew she was saved because she had a smile on her face. Let me tell you this one thing right now. There are certain things about this body when it goes in, amen, to the point of death. Muscles contract, amen, and muscles in your face will change. Muscles in your body will change. It could put a smile or a frown on your face. I'm not concerned much about looks, but I'm concerned about what's in the book. I'm concerned about how God said we need to live from the time we're born until the time we die. For the Bible said this. He said, whatsoever a man soweth, that's from the time he's born until the time he dies. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the flesh, of the flesh you're going to reap corruption. But if you get out there and you get your Holy Ghost sowing machine and you start sowing to the Spirit and you start sowing to godliness and you start sowing to the power of God, you can take advantage of the time in between and God will bless you because whatsoever you sow, bless God, that's what you're going to reap. It's the time in between, hallelujah. Somebody said, what are you doing? I'm running, why? I don't have much time to go. How long you got? I'm 47 years old right now. 48 coming up this July 22nd. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna try to make the best of the time because I'm in between right now. How I run today might affect how I run tomorrow. How I run tomorrow might affect the way I run next week. I gotta run to please Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. My God, I just like the birth time. That's great. Amen, but a baby's no good. That's all it does is lay there and kick and you gotta feed it. That's the truth. What can a baby do? Amen, they'll lay there and burp all over you. I don't know how many times the boys have burped on my coat. I don't know how many times they've wet their diaper. I don't know how many times we've had to clean up a mess. Hey man, that's all a baby can do. They're cute, all right. Hey man, I love them. Hey man, but all they do is lay there and goo goo and gaga and kick. Hallelujah. Hey man, when you bring them up and they start toddling, you try to potty train them. It's a job. They get mixed up between the toilet. Hey man, and the walker. They don't know where they're at. Hey man, that's all. But oh my God, when we come to that time that we realize and we begin to think, Hallelujah, that there is a God and God is concerned with everyday living and God's concerned with me on my job and God's concerned with me at school and God's concerned with me in my everyday walk of life. Amen. That's why we got to redeem the time. Listen to me. What time's he talking about? Is he talking about the time we were born or is he talking about the time we die or is he talking about the time in between? I'll tell you what he's talking about. He's talking about that time in between. He said you got to redeem the time. Hallelujah. Hey, that in between between time, make every second count. Make every minute on your knees count. Make every worship second count. Amen, make every praise second count. Why, because that time, amen, life's been a vapor. It's here and it's cold. That time in between will flower and then it'll die away at the rising of the sun. Hallelujah, that time in between's not very long, folks. Seemed only yesterday, I was 16 years old. My God, does it seem only yesterday. Hallelujah. It don't seem like I got a boy at 26. 
Hallelujah. And a boy almost 19, just like that. That time's going fast, Brother Reese. I got fast. Amen. Swiftly passing. Amen. It's like a vapor. It appears and then it's gone. That's why right now, now's the time to live for God. You don't have time to waste an altar call. You don't have time to waste a prayer meeting. You don't have time to waste a service. You don't have time to waste a message. You don't have time to waste a song service. You don't have time to waste an opportunity to clap your hands. You don't have time to waste a soul winning opportunity. Why? Because that time passes so quickly. Amen. The writer said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is it, God? You give him a little time. You give him a little reprieve in life. And you said, all right, now I'm going to give you the ability to work. I'm going to let you gain some earthly things that one day I'm going to take all of from you, but I'm also going to give you an opportunity to give you something that nobody can take away from you. I want to give you an opportunity to get a king's crown. I want to give you an opportunity to get a robe of white. Amen. That when you stand before God, the angels will have to back up and shut your mouth while you sing, I'm saved by grace. I've been born again of water and spirit right now. Hallelujah. It's the time you've got to redeem and take advantage of every minute. Glory be to God. I don't have time to dilly and dally around in the follies of modern religion. I don't have time to be a sham and a mockery. I don't have time because with 60 million dying a year and two people every second, do you realize, friend, that already we have been in this service, hey man, we have been in this service just about 92 seconds already. You multiply that by two, hey man, or rather 92 minutes already, and you multiply that by 60, hear me now, hey man, and you're gonna find out, friend, hey man, how many people have died while you've been right here? And the thing about it is, one of them could be you. Hey man, it could be children, it could be mothers, and it could be fathers. It could be sons, and it could be daughters. But all the time in between, somebody said, I got plenty of time. Hey man, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And like the rich man said, he said, just fool, just take your ease. Eat, drink, and be happy. Come on, have yourself a time. You've got tomorrow, but oh, I have no promise of tomorrow. You have no promise of tomorrow. The rich man had no promise of tomorrow. He should have took advantage of the time, amen, in between and lived for God. Hallelujah. How often times has my heart, amen, moved when I see people who are wasting their time. I see backsliders in the stores and I see them on the streets. Hey man, and I deal with them in several situations. People that have once known God and they're wasting the time in between. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we got plenty of time. We feel like we can take advantage of a day because we made it through 24 hours yesterday that there's another one that is going to be dispensed to us just at our beckoning but that's not necessarily true. Amen. I said that's not necessarily true. The Bible said this. I was reading this scripture. The Bible said time and chance happeneth to them all. You've got the time to live for God now. You've got 
the chance to live for God now. But if you don't take advantage of the time you're born to the time you die, that space in between, you have wasted the opportunity that God gives you. There's a space in between, oh my God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God, I'd done everything I could do and I lived like I needed to live and I, that's, that's great. You redeem the time. The Bible gives us in the book of Proverbs, he says, consider the ant thou slugger. The Bible said, for they are a people. That's what the scripture says. For they are a people that gather their stores in the summertime, in essence. And I'm paraphrasing. They gather their stores in the summertime and they prepare for the time in between. Why did God say to consider the ant? Because there must be preparation made now. Because there's no grain grows in the dead of winter. You hear me? There's no fruit falls from the trees in the dead of winter. Somebody said, but they do in California. But even California has their time when there is no fruit. The Bible said, consider that ant, that sluggard. What was he saying? He was saying, take advantage of the time between birth and the time between life, that space in between to get your heart right with God. Don't waste that time in between. Oh, hallelujah. Talk to some of these folks that are in countries where they can't worship God and friend, they would welcome to take your place and they would be so faithful to the house of God you couldn't drive them away with a ball bat because they realize how precious the time is in between. It's a time to be born. How exciting it is to other people. The baby don't know it. And there's a time to die, how sorrowful it is to the other people. The person that's dead, the scripture said, knows nothing. That's right. But the only, per, only time that the person that's born and the person that dies knows is the time that's in between. You know what I'm saying? time that's in between. It said when Brother Ken Harrison was struck by the drunk that hit him, that hit their vehicle that decapitated Brother Harrison, decapitated Sister Harrison and crushed their daughter. They said from the time he hit his brakes to the time of the crash was a split second. If there was any reaction, it needed to be from the time he hit his brakes until the time the crash hit. That was the time in between, but it was very short. And folks, the time between we are born and the time between we, when we die is very, very, very short. We can't let a service go by unless we redeem the time. You folks that don't have the Holy Ghost, you have no business walking out of this building without taking advantage of an altar call. 
you folks that have not prayed to the Holy Ghost, you have no business walking away from this place without kneeling your knee to an altar of prayer and talking to God because I'm telling you what, your time in between can be shorter than what you realize. We that are saved cannot let the time in between waste away because it's going to be here and it's going to be gone. I was at the proving ground in, 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 in Madison, Indiana, and the announcer came on the, on the broadcast system and he said, there's an airplane, said it's coming in with its tail on fire. What he meant was it was coming in at almost 650 miles an hour. And I looked everywhere and I could not see the plane. All of a sudden, I heard a noise and the plane was already past me so fast that all I could see was the afterburners on the jet engines. And the time between he told me and the time that it got there was the only time I would have to react if I was under attack by that airplane. The time, the two billion, two hundred seven million five hundred and twenty thousand seconds that the 70-year-old person lived is the only time he's got to react. He might lay in the grave for a thousand years. And there have been some that's laid that long. There's Old Testament saints that they would bear of them that have never moved from that grave spot. But the only time they had to get it right was the time that they was alive. Tonight I'm asking you, what are you going to do with the time in between? As musicians come tonight, the time that you've got is right now is part of it. This service is part of it. The worship of this service was part of it. The testimonies of this service was part of it. The song service tonight was part of that time you had in between. And how you react to that in between time and what you do with that in-between time is what's going to take you to heaven. But if you idly waste it away, the world population being five billion people possibly right now, and out of those five billion people, others are saying it don't matter. But it does matter. It does matter. To everything there is a season. What season is this, preacher? This 1993 year is a season for you to get established in God and stay established. This is a time for you to root yourself in and get out of your lackadaisical spirit and start praying and seeking God and saying, God, let me redeem the time for the days are evil. Let me take advantage of where you've put me. I like what Abraham did when he came to his nephew Lot. There was strife between the herdmen. And Abraham said to Lot, it's time for us to go our separate ways. And he said to Lot, whatever you want, You look that way, if you like it that way, then I'll go that way. If you like the way it looks that way, 
then I'll go that way. But Lot wasn't thinking about redeeming the time. Lot was thinking about his own selfish self. So he looked and the grass looked so much greener in the plain of Sodom. It looked great down there in Gomorrah with the progress of that city's. And he looked at his uncle Abraham and he said, Abraham, Uncle Abe, I think I'll go down there. Abraham said, if that's what you want, son, go on. I'm gonna go up onto the Rocket Mountains and I'm gonna redeem the time. And I'm gonna make my friendship with God a steady, secure, rock-solid friendship. And I'm going to have a mountain experience with God. Lot, go on down there. Whatever you want to do. And the Bible said that Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. Isn't that something that the redeeming man Abraham had to rescue Lot out of the hands of the adversary. Isn't it something that Abraham had to pray for God to spare the city after God said, I'm gonna destroy it? It wasn't Lot that done the praying. It wasn't Lot that done any sacrifice. It wasn't Lot, my friend, that, that, that made the right choice. But it was the old redeemer of time, Abraham. That's why you find him pleading with God and bargaining with God. He was trying to redeem the time. Saying, God, if I can find 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, would you spare the city? There a lot was losing his family. Not redeeming the time, the time between when he was born and the time when he was died. He idled it away in what would please his flesh. As you stand with me tonight, friend, there's some time. I said there's some time and we've got to use it wisely. We've got to use it. Everything we've got. The time in between. If you can walk out of this building tonight without seeking God, don't look at me and say, Brother Willis, I really care about the Holy Ghost. I really care about my soul. I really care about where I spend eternity. Oh, no, you don't. Because you think you got another day that you can pray, and you think you got another year, and you think just because God didn't come last year that he's going to wait a whole year this year. You're not redeeming the time. It's the time in between today. Would you take advantage of that time tonight and earnestly and honestly seek the Lord? Would you take advantage of that time tonight if you have never been born again and repent of your sins and be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost? advantage of that time tonight and say, God, I'm sick and tired of playing church. I want to have church in my heart. I want the Holy Ghost.
Come on, redeem the time. Redeem the time. The time in between. That time is called reaction time. Yes, it is. How are you going to react between birth and death? How you react. And what you move towards will determine your state.